Hello, Canto. Hello, Canto. Uh, uh, episode seven? I don't know. It's seven. Seven. It's absolutely seven. Seven. Lucky seven. This is the uh, Fuchsia City episode, so uh, welcome to Hello Canto. I'm your host, SBJ. With me is Greg. Hello, I'm your other host for this wonderful trip back through Canto. So we'll be talking, if, if you're new here, uh, this is our complete audio playthrough of let's go pikachu let's go eevee so if you're starting off here there are other episodes you can listen to if you don't want spoilers uh, we are talking pretty much about everything that happens in fuchsia city so you're not there yet probably uh advert your ears if you don't care then i mean you're welcome to stay Uh, but yeah this is uh this is we, we we finished the Fighting Dojo, we finished the Selfco. The never-ending Selfco. We are avoiding Sabrina for now because, you know, trying to do this in order. Uh, which path did you take? Did you take the uh, water route path with the, the, the fishermen and the bird keepers and, and the, the rangers? Or did you take the, uh, what used to be called the bicycle path? The bi- so... I wanted to see what the deal was going to be with cycling path, since there was no bicycle. So I went over to Route 17, and the guy in the house was like, 17 is so wide and spacious, a Pokemon can fly there. And I went, cool, I'm going to go see what this is. And so I had my Charizard, and I went onto the route, and I brought my Charizard out, and the next thing I knew, I had hopped on my Charizard, and I flew over everybody, and I just sailed on down to Fuchsia City. I okay. didn't have to fight anybody. I just took a nice scenic fly down to Fuchsia. I did go back, but I thought, this is really nice. There's an option to just go to the next gym leader. If you have a flying Pokemon, they will just carry you down, and you can sail over all the grass and see the Ponyta. And see the trainers. I will say that 17 did the interesting thing is that the trainers were unique and they had the first Pokemon that they would start with next to them on the route. Yeah. Which was very cool. They had that weird old guy who had the my favorite line, which was see when he opens, Are you a good kid or a bad kid? Uh I don't remember this dude, but okay. Yeah. And then when you defeat him, he's got that standard look of shock on his face. And he goes, oh, you're a great kid. It's like this sort of terrified of you moment. It made me laugh for like five minutes because it was just so bizarre. I enjoyed that route simply because I could skip it. And I was like, this is really nice that there is an option in Cycling Road is now if you have, like a lot of people might at that level, a Charizard. You can just hop on the back and fly straight down to Fuchsia and come back to this if you want. And that's what I did. I also went over to Route 15, 14, 13, and 12, which are hot garbage routes. Why is the fence still there? Why? That whole series is still mostly a nightmare. I can't. It's I have to battle everyone. Oh, I did too. I, I mean, have at least to. I, it's just I like... went back. But I went back up 17, and I could go at my own pace. Man, it took me multiple sittings to get the courage and the willpower to fight through that side route with the fence and the water. And There's so many trainers there. And there, I mean, 
again, they at least have interesting combinations, but at that point, I had fought through all the trainers at 17, all the trainers on 18. At that point, I started, now I was over-leveled, because there's so many. And I started, I've, I've been switching Pokemon out to level other ones to keep it interesting for myself, because I don't want, I don't want to go into Blaine's Gym so over-leveled. Granted, I don't know what level his are going to be at, but for the first time in the game, because of those routes, I started to feel I am way over-leveled for this. The only time I was under-leveled was Surge. I've been over-leveled pretty much ever since, and I'd like... How do you, I don't know how you solve that problem, right? If a player is over-leveled, and they don't want to switch Pokemon because they have a an attachment to them, and then you present two paths to Fuchsia City, and I'm already over-leveled, but I want to see this other path, and I can't, I can't have it in me to not battle these people. <laughs> I mean, that being said, I don't think I really increased that much. I think I made it went up two levels after all those people. But man, there are like, there are like 20, 30 trainers. Yeah. I will say that the, the trainer battles were giving me less experience than when I briefly catch comboed Tauros. Tauros catch combo gives a lot of experience, and I was using that to level up a bunch of really low-level ones because I wanted to see what ride options I had. So chaining Taurus was like thumbs up, but fighting the trainers did not give me nearly the levels that I thought it would. I didn't realize that you could go battle Mina. Like, I knew she was there. I didn't know you could fight her. Oh, yeah. Back at the SSN. Yeah, I went back. I went back there and fought, fought Mina. Just to clear it up, because it's like, I was twitching. I'm like, I haven't completed something. But yeah, so but Fuchsia City itself is beautiful. It is a beautiful town, and it's got the Go Park in it, which is a nice, there's like that nice little scene of Eevee running around to all the Pokemon outside of the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that, is super cute. That scene is cute, yeah, for sure. And then I before also, going to go they did the gym, whole thing of like it's not really a zoo anymore. It's like a right. nature preserve. It's like a nature preserve. Which yeah. I'm sure there are. I don't know what the word for it is, but safari zones like a area where you 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 trap Pokemon for the per pure sake of catching. Yeah, is quote-unquote bad, even though this entire game is catching Pokemon, but I guess it's... I don't know what it's similar <laughs> to, of, like, we went out of our way to gather these Pokemon to lock them here so you can then catch them for sport, I guess is probably what they're trying to avoid. Yeah, I think that's what they're avoiding. Um, but you do get to learn surf, how to surf, in that nature reserve. Yep. Which I immediately... So, it's probably just me... Maybe you had this experience, but knowing that the Pokemon appear in the overworld, when I got Surf, I was suddenly excited to go back to towns I had visited to see what would show up on those water routes. Like, I knew it would be some would be Magikarp, but then I was like, okay, but they can't all be Magikarp. And so I had this new, renewed interest to go back to places and see what the water routes were like. Oh man, the minute I got surf, I f flew to Vermilion to see if the truck was still 
off to the side. And? It's there. Okay, when you were surfing around, did you actually run into any Pokemon outside of Vermilion City? Uh, I think it, I ran into like a Tentacruel or a Tentacool. I, I was there for like 10 minutes and nothing appeared, but yeah, I did I go s- up. I did go up and do get Goldeen. Somehow but, I got a Tentacruel. I so maybe I don't remember. Um, but I think the spawn rate seems very slow. But yeah, I surfed around. It was exciting to go back to places to see what I could get on water routes. So that was like enthusiastic for me. I was like, "Ooh, it's exciting! It's it, it gives me a reason to go back to these places," which is a weird. I think I'm so enamored with the idea of Pokemon appearing in the overworld that I get excited to go back to these areas when I'm able to access something new to see what shows up. And I think that's that's a hidden gem of this series. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, I mean, like, yeah, I, I'm not going to say I disagree because immediately when I got Surf, I wanted to check <laughs> specific yep. areas in the back of my head. But Go Park was definitely... A very exciting thing I looked forward to. Just all of Fuchsia City was very exciting um, yeah. to look forward to after the, the slog that was Saffron. And um, I couldn't figure out what they were going to do about the Warden's Teeth if they were going to keep it in. And they did in a weird way. Because you still he's yeah. still there without his teeth. And you still have to find his teeth, but they aren't in Gopar. <laughs> yeah, the Jesse and James finding the teeth was a fine... <laughs> It was, I mean, it was like an odd bit of anime comedy relief that they haven't done much in the game. Like, it was just this sort of weird, we don't know how to do this tea thing, so let's just make it a Jesse and James moment. And I I appreciated the complete oddness of that entire interaction. I was like, all right, literally, they're trying to make money any way they can. And Jesse trips over solid gold teeth but won't use them because she finds them so disgusting, they make you deal with it. It's like, so out of left field, I found it oddly funny and oddly charming, more than it probably has a right to be. But I was like, all right, and then I I will go give them to the warden who teaches me strength. And then I can meet the secret diglet. Secret diglet? Yeah, you push the rock in his... Oh, I haven't pushed the rock yet. Yeah, secret diglet's back there. Okay. Yeah, fuchsia's, the, fuchsia's cool. The yeah. gold teeth, I think, was a fine way to handle it. It was funny that yeah, he couldn't talk and everything. Um, just real quick, I think, uh, while I think the Lavender Town route to Fuchsia is awful and pretty much the same, I do like all the changes they made to the cycling route. Yep. Um, I think that route is beautiful. Uh, that's where you can get a bunch of berries. It seems that you don't have to wait a full day for it to reset. You can leave the area, come back, check the bushes again. Yeah. And I probably did that for an hour or two, just stocking up in berries. And it's it's a beautiful route. The fact that you can soar over it, too. Like, just go there, take a Charizard, and fly over it, because it feels very... It just feels majestic and scenic. It's probably my favorite route in the whole game, I just spent time flying up and down that route, admiring how pretty it was, which is a testament to the game and the graphics of the game, um, that I could just enjoy it as a piece of visual art, and I had the option to just fly over it and check, you know, and see things moving in and out of the bushes. It just was, it's really well done, and I 
if I had to retire somewhere, I would build a home on Route 7. <laughs> that would be my, my goal. Go Park. Yeah, Go Park. Oh. Uh, well, so I had prepped during the Cubone event, as I promised on Twitter. I caught 31 Cubones specifically to be able to send it into Go Park. Oh, you did that mini game. Which I did. Okay. Um, and it's super cute, like visiting them in the world, which reminds me of Pokemon Ranch with better graphics. It's super, super cute. Like it's for, for holding f- only 50, they made that area real big. I had to walk around a lot to find them. Well, plus Cubone are small. But then I was able to do the mini game. And uh, how is the mini game? What do you get from it? Thankfully, short. <laughs> okay. Uh, you get a uh, candy depending on how well you did. Basically, the twenty-five of whatever you have, and it has to be twenty-five of the same one. Like, because I've since added a bunch, and they're like, none of these are eligible. Only your coupon are. And so you have to go and gather them up and bring them to the goal. But uh, there are ground type Pokemon that are burrowing underground and will chase you and then pop up and break the Pokemon that are following you away so they scatter and you have to go collect them again. The mistake I made the first time is I thought I had to do all 25 in one go and get all 25 at the same time to the goal. You don't. You can take them one at a time if you want to, but you do get a better you get better results and points if you can gather the, a large number. So I think the highest I got sent through were 10. I got 10 and I got when it was all done, I did Got all 25 in under a minute, and I got 3,000 points, and I got a couple of extra-large candies, I think. I don't remember exactly, but it seems to be a quick, short method to get a smattering of candies. Oh, okay. It's not particularly fun. Okay. It's an, it's an interesting little puzzle, but like once you sort of realize that you know, you just can collect them... And, and run in batches, and you just try to get, you know, big batches while avoiding the, the, the fairly easily identified bounds of dirt coming towards you. It's not hard. It's a nice little distraction, but it's the only game available. There's nothing more. There's no other versions that I've seen, but I haven't been able to transfer mm. more than 25 in. I only have the 25 Cubone. I'm working on getting more in, but it's there. I was like a little disappointed that it was really kind of just a little basic game. And I guess for getting candies basically for free for, you know, under a minute of time, it's probably a net worth it because it doesn't take a lot of time. I just wish it was a more engrossing or fun game. It's just not that fun. I, (laughs) oh boy. I have, uh, <laughs> I had zero good expectations for Go Park. If you've played, uh, you know, Heart Gold Soul Silver or any other Gen 4 engine game, you have pro, and you've also played, uh, Black and White and, or any other Gen 5 engine game, you know that if you transfer those over, you have to do a, Little uh, slingshot minigame and recapture your Pokemon. Ugh. 
You ever, Hated that thing. You ever play any of those Gen 3 games? You moving into Gen 4? Yep. Pal Park would like to have a word with you? Have to recapture the Pokemon? That is still present here. And I uh, first, first Pokemon I transferred into Go Park to activate the Meltan box was um, one of my oldest Pokemon. I don't have any Pokemon that I kept on launch day or... Uh, the three or four days after, because I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, when Pokemon Go launched, Trainer Club was down for the first 72 hours. Like, it worked, and then it went down. Um, and I made a Google account to play to report, but I don't even know what that email was or what Pokemon I caught, but I used that for three days. And then as soon as Trainer Club went back up, I switched back, so... That being said, Trainer Club was working the first week of the game after the initial three or four days, and I went to Atlanta to interview WWE superstar Xavier Woods, um, and we played Go together, and I had a Chansey that I caught in Atlanta the day I interviewed him, so that was one of my, that was, I think, my oldest Pokemon that I kept, and that was the first Pokemon I traded into Go Park because I did not plan to trade that Pokemon to anyone else. It was just Chansey hanging out, and I got my Meltan box. Did you activate your Meltan box and go? I did last night, yes. Okay, and how many Meltan do you remember you caught? I think I caught 10. Let me look. I can look. I got my phone right here. Okay, but I'm pretty I sure it was 10. I caught 10. I didn't move. I was sitting in my house. It was about yeah, one every either. three minutes, so I don't know if you move, if you get more, or if it's capped at 10. So my whole plan was I was I've I've been sitting on 500 plus rare candy for more than 12 months. I think at one point the highest I was up to was 700 and I just could I like literally just had to get rid of some because of mm-hmm. bag space. I think I turned over 200 into Mewtwo candy and at one point I got back up to 700 and I think I what I I did something with that candy I don't remember. I put them into some Pokemon, but as of yesterday I had over 500 rare candy, and so I was like, I'm going to catch as many Meltan as I can, and I'm going to evolve one of those into Melmetal because I don't think a lot of people would have Melmetal as quickly as I would, and I want to just like. Melmetal, even if you don't use rare candy, is kind of hard to get, and I would like to yep. have more than one. And so this, I feel like, is a good use of my rare candy. I'm not going to put it into Piplup. Uh, eventually, there will be a <laughs> Piplup community day, and I will be swimming in Piplup candy. I'm not going to put it into Ralts. I'm sure there will be a Ralts community. Like, there are just... We said this last episode, Pokemon players are impatient. <laughs> Yep. But I feel good about putting it into Meltan because if I'm only capping at like 50 rare candy or 50 can- Meltan candy a week or however many 10 plus 3 plus Pinap is. 60. 60 a week. That's still almost a month to get one Melmetal if I remember to do it every week. And yep. I like mythical Pokemon, so I think that that's fine. I think that, like, they should make Melmetal hard to get. Uh, So I did my Meltan. I transferred one Meltan over. 
and I transferred my brand new Mel Metal over, and I was that like, "Big boy, you know what? I want to catch Mel Metal in a Premier Ball." Uh, one thing, real quick, before I get to uh, <laughs> the amazing catching mechanics in this game is. Uh, you can go to uh, what is her name, Madame Celadon. I don't know what her. Yeah, action- the psychic in Cel- Celadon City controls the natures you run into. Yes, and that also affects when you capture in Go Park. So what's interesting, I think, about Go Park and what I began to sort of hit on as the potential of Go Park is. If you want to shiny hunt a specific Pokemon that you know you can get a lot of or that you have a lot of in Pokemon Go, you can send them over and do catch combos in Go to sort of raise how many of those you've caught so that catching them out in the actual game is easier. So like, I if I really wanted to hunt Cubone, I've got 31 Cubone in my Go park that I could eat through to up my Cubone content and then go out and have a better catching time out in the real world because I've already got ones that are stuck in my park and can't leave me. (laughs) Like, I know where they are and I know how to find them. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting tie-in between the two games that you can use the Pokemon you find in the real world out in Go to help fuel hunting and chain comboing in Let's Go. And I don't think I'd ever made that connection like that was even going to be a thing until I started doing it in game. So it's a nice little, even though the catching process is kind of whatever it is. But go on, you were doing your Mel Metal. I watched you try to catch it in a Premier Ball for like an hour. I probably, I, I know it's not probably. There's no doubt in my mind. I threw over a hundred Premier Balls at Mel Metal. I've been told its catch rate is less than one percent. <laughs> Uh, which makes sense. It's a mythical. Um, I'm sure it would have been easy if I would have used Ultra Balls and spent raspberries on it. But it's hard. And this goes back to the Snorlax conversation. It's hard for me to spend materials I cannot buy on something that is quote unquote guaranteed. Right? Yeah. Like right. I can just turn the game off and turn it back on and Snorlax will be there. I cannot yeah. do that with a wild pincer. I cannot do that with a shiny. Those well, are those are one you have one chance. Using berries in Go Park when even if they do run away, they're still standing in front of you and you can start the whole combat over again. Like eventually the numbers will work out without a berry. You don't need to use berries in there. Yeah, unless, I just I just didn't like yeah. see a benefit of using a berry when like if it ran, which is confusing to me. Yeah. It is you, literally going, right, like, you literally just talk to it again. And I think the reason that probably exists is because, like, why would they program two different Cubone? Like, going back to your Cubone, like, they would have to program a situation of, like, if it's in this area, it doesn't run. Yeah. Like, well, also, so I get why they didn't do it. If you're doing catch combos, like, guaranteed getting up to a, a 30 catch combo... And then you can sail to that air, you know, you can fly to that area and oh. continue your combo because you haven't caught anything. Like that, I, I don't, I think they might have wanted to stop that abuse of the system a little bit by still having that chance always that your catch combo can break. Yes, I agree. Because yeah. they so it would be I, it's easily in there abused. For, I think for that reason. 
Um, but man, let me tell you the most infuriating thing though <laughs> is is when you do decide to give it a berry, and then it runs before you even get to throw the ball. Because <laughs> well, it's like, thanks for the food. I'm out. Yeah. So I, I, I don't. There. I don't know if we're we have enough data to be like this Pokemon has this percentage to run or like what like what timer are these Pokemon on to be like after 30 seconds run yes no after 45 seconds like it's gotta be something I would like to know that because I think or I'm, I'm just very curious of how that works and maybe maybe that's so random that we we don't ever pinpoint it but it was like 110 premier balls, I think, I spent on Melmetal, uh, which, when I caught it, it felt really good, and mm-hmm. it erased that frustration up to the, like, I don't know, 45 minutes it took for me to catch it, and it was exciting, and I think that's always kind of, like, the point I've made, I like, that I've kind of pushed for is... Like the battling was never the exciting part. Like get f- like always like finding it and catching it is the exciting part. Making it difficult though is, I guess like if I if I go to catch you know my tenth Mel Metal, it'll probably be slightly easier. Yeah, it's fine. It's just that one experience though just made me think of. Oh, if I move, like, the first 150 Pokemon into this, I have to catch them all again. And the Pidgeys and the Meows and the the Goldeens and the Magikarp, they will probably be pretty easy to catch. But that's, like, a lot of money you have to spend to re-catch your own Pokemon, which is very different than, like, both Pal Park in Gen 4 and the... um, Mini game in Gen Five. I don't know what it's called with the bow and arrow, but like, I don't remember either. But the, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's there. Like you can, uh, you. It's just you. They you use whatever balls they give you, and that's fine. And you might have some trouble catching or finding the Pokemon, especially in Pal Park. Of like, where is it? I gotta find it. But it's guaranteed catch when I find it. This is like you spend your own money. Which is both like good and bad. I'm sure at one point money will be plentiful, but also I am broke in this game. Oh man, I'm I'm I've been doing pretty all right. Uh, but also like you can now catch Pokemon in Premier Balls if you want to. But also I feel like that kind of negates the whole thing of Pokemon Go. Of like I have purposely caught things in certain balls because that's what I've been accustomed to and now that I have an opportunity to change its ball that feels a little weird to me I don't know I don't know how they would have done it better I sort of wish I sort of wish that they had like go park safari like balls that you just got and then they would be clearly marked that these came from go to make that like if you're going to change the ball Make it like a special go park ball, maybe I don't know. It 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 feels it doesn't feel great. It doesn't feel bad, but it's not like a super great experience either. And at this point, I'm just literally putting things in there so I can go into my parks and visit them with no intent of catching them. And also, I need space in my bag. Pokemon <laughs> Go. 
And so I'm like, they'll just sit here. You know, I'm straight up being Ash. I put 20 Tauros into a park and I run around with them and it's it's all good. Like, I don't plan on catching them unless I really want to. Although, it's interesting that I did do one experiment. I put my Cubone that did have two good stats, HP and attack. And when I sent it in, it kept those, also made special attack best, and then randomized the others and randomized the nature. So their stats in-game do seem to affect what they will be when you catch them, as far as my literally one-time experimenting it went. So there, there is at least that. So you can, if you find something good in the world and you want to use it in-game, it's not completely gone yeah yeah i i do i'm not i do like the amount of control like you Mm -hmm. can import your pokemon you can go over to madame celadon you can pick the nature you can go back you can catch it in the ball that you want and then go back to madame celadon switch the nature go back you can there you have so much ten thousand a pop you have so much control which is nice but also it's a it's very time consuming for a Pokemon you caught already already and have and to maybe catch. paid money for the balls in go and then you're gonna pay. I mean, granted, it's not real money in the game, but I'm finding it like ugh, I don't get I don't have an amulet coin like they don't have items so yeah, I can't like, game the system. So I payday a bunch of stuff just to make some extra cash. It's a weird it's a weird economy I got going. But, I mean, all in all, Go Park is fine. I I had higher hopes for it, but it meets the minimum of my expectation, and I can put Pokemon in from my game, and I can go visit and run around with them, and it's cute, and that's probably the most I really wanted out of it. Yeah. And then I went and fought Koga. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's much to say about the Koga battle. The gym is there's beautiful. There's two things. The gym is beautiful. Uh, It's... It's interesting that the mist shows you the path. Like, I thought that was nice. It does... I think this is the first time I became aware of the programmers putting in a competitive type strategy of toxic stall into how the trainers worked in there. Because they were very toxic stally. Toxic protect, minimize, so that you would be worn down. And this is... I think it was Koga's gym that I first thought, if you were locked in this gym, like you couldn't get out like it was a trial, this tactic would be devastating. Hmm. Because you would be stuck in there with a bunch of stuff toxic and you couldn't leave. And if you didn't come in prepared with antidotes, I mean, I don't know that you would make it to the end because of that strategy. But because you can leave, it's not as effective. Interesting. But if... If you aren't prepared for it, it can easily catch you off guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, uh, I was in it, a situation it, where Koga never poisoned me or used toxic or did anything. It was oh, real man. weird. Every, every trainer poisoned me, whatever I had out, poisoned every time, protect. Like almost everyone did it to me, in, including Koga. So I was poisoned a lot. I was, you know, I I didn't necessarily have a tough time because I know, you know, you sort of know that, oh, they've toxic me. And if it's toxic salt during protect, I will do one of my boosting or I get a free switch in and then 
I can attack as long as I'm faster. Like, there's ways around it if you're aware of it, but I think that that gym, I really felt, would have been more of a challenge if you were locked in there and you couldn't leave. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful gym. It's great, yeah, and Koga has a lot of personality. Yeah, um, all five of them. Shadow Clone Jutsu. Yeah, I, I like Koga a lot. I think he's yeah. a cool gym leader. Yeah, I guess in, in closing, I do I do like all of Fuchsia. I like the changes they made. Yeah. Go Park. Mm-hmm. Not thrilling it no. go park seems like homework <laughs> it seems like homework but also you know i was such a big fan of pokemon ranch like i just liked being able to walk around them that j- just having a place to put pokemon that i catch and go and just being able to go visit them it meets my base need and i'm i'm happy enough with it and if i decide to get super competitive and try to to pull something over so that I can do the, the have a better chance at the master battles post game. I will probably do that. I like explore that more, but right now it's just nice. It's not great, but it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then I went to Sabrina and power plant next. Is that what you plan on doing? Yeah, I was in the power plant. I don't plan on catching any of these legendary birds right off the bat. I'm assuming I'd- the power plant ends with Zapdos. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. I'm not going to tell you. Um, but uh, yeah, I, after Koga, I went back to Sabrina. And then after Sabrina, I did the fence slash lavender yeah. coat, that route. Yep. Um, and then I, I did that and I did uh, Power Plant. And we can talk about that next time because okay. once again, we're over. <laughs> As always. All right. We will be back next time with some Sabrina. Greg, not the teenage witch. Not, ooh, that's a good show. Yeah, it is. Uh, Greg, smell you later. Smell you later, Steve. <laughs>